Welcome to the Blind Justice Podcast, where you discover the insider secrets of injury and accident cases, and all of your law questions get answered. Now, here's your host, Chicago injury lawyer, Scott DeSalvo. Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting podcast. I'm here, as always, with my exciting and talented co-host. Hello, hello. Her name is Amelia Finnefrock. That's my name. Yep, Thank it is. Thank you for that intro. Totally is. I was I was so caught up in how nice that intro was, I forgot to introduce myself. You know, I took a, an intro class. It's like a 20-hour class, and all you do is do intros for podcasts that very few people listen to. Wow. And it was thousands of dollars, but I really felt that I... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, clearly... I can see the results. So I mean, it's so important to do things that don't matter that much perfectly. Yeah. If you're OCD. Clearly, I am not OCD. I am more along the lines of I'm willing to try it to see if it works. Are you a perfectionist? Um, clearly not. Based on the production quality of this podcast, <laughs> clearly not. No, I mean, luckily I'm like competent enough where if I have an interest in something, I can like learn it and get good at it relatively quickly. I Rel- think you don't give yourself enough credit because I'm always impressed by all the things you know how to do. Well, I'm also twice as old as you, so presumably you're going to know how to do twice as <laughs> you many things. You don't have to know that. You can just make up your I age. I was on the other podcast. <laughs> you were calling can we go, me Can we get the names. production team on that? Can we we're just get have the them scrub it? production team, scrub it. Yeah. We'll do face, a voiceovers yeah. for it. I actually, even though this is just audio, I want them to Photoshop me, too. Yeah. Just so I'm, of course. We can do that. Can we do that? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, there's Photoshop in real life. It's called makeup. <laughs> um, oh, bomb drop. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. No, but, you know, I focus so much of my time. One area I do focus a lot of my time on is uh, continuing legal education. And I've mentioned before I fly all over the country. And I, I do spend a lot of time perfecting my strategy and trial skills and spend a lot of time on the cases, even a lot of time on some of the smaller cases. And people I work with yell at me for doing that. But... I mean, obviously, a giant case can be more complex, but a smaller case, I still tend to want to figure it out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's what you're supposed to do, but economics being what it is, obviously, people get paid a lot more money on a big case, and it's easier to justify spending a bunch of time on a big case than it is a small one, but I try and, you know, apply the same sort of diligence even to the small ones. Well, I think that says a lot. Says something. I'm cuckoo, maybe. Anyway. I don't want to say anything. So, you know, the topic uh, that we decided on for today was, you know, like the couple, we've done a couple of podcasts now, largely based on like a lot of the common questions I get uh, that people call me and, or when I sign up a case, they've got a question. And it just occurred to me we didn't cover one that's pretty important. Um, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. But we're going to cover it today. Oh, thank God. It's, um, how long does it settle? How long does it take to settle a case? Why does it take so long? And doesn't the lawyer just call up the insurance company and work the, the case out? So that's not how it works at all. Oh. If it was, it would be what? awesome. So I want to give people like an idea about how long the cases tend to take, and then go into some detail about that stuff. But before we do, uh, how was your week? Oh, my favorite question more about me <laughs> it was really good thank you for asking uh valentine's day was this past week 
which was super fun. Um, so this is a funny story. Cue laugh track. Um, I bought. I saw this Groupon for King Spa. Have you heard of this in Niles, Illinois? No idea. And I was like, "Ooh, a spa!" And it was like fifteen dollars. So I was like, "Oh, that's not going to a spa for the whole day for fifteen dollars." Oh, I soon found out why. Um, so oh, the no. spa is a Korean spa. Nothing wrong with that. No, it, no. I was like, "This is this is really cool." I've never been to a Korean spa. I didn't read the fine print. Uh, a lot of Korean spas, when you go to like the, they have saunas and they have like wet rooms like a like jacuzzi tubs right right Mm -hmm. but when you go into the wet rooms you have to be completely naked like there's no bathing suits like nothing makes sense yeah which yeah because there's like essential oils and everything. i've never been but i'm gonna take your word for it yeah same And, and i walked in and um they were like okay no no swimsuit like take it off Really? Uh, and I, I looked and I saw all these women of all different shapes and sizes, and I was like, "Oh wow! I I feel like Superman. Like I can see I see everything." Right. It's like <laughs> a little weird. And then it was really funny because there's a co- the obviously the saunas you have to wear clothes and they give you like a little uniform. Uh-huh. So I um, I put on my uniform and I went to the co-ed space and my poor boyfriend was like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Say no more. I'm really sorry." <laughs> But it ended yeah. up being a really fun time. I, I just, it it's it's weird, like, public nakedness. God bless nudists. God bless people who have no problem with it. I just don't need to see a bunch of naked strangers. Right. Like, I could go my whole life without seeing a bunch of naked strangers. Like, well, it's very popular in other places, and here I think it's starting to gain some traction, which is yeah. interesting. I mean, it was fun. I, I did it. I was like, you know what? What the hey? I'm never going to see all y'all again. I'll do it. And uh, it was definitely a life experience. But I think people would feel more uncomfortable in America if it was, like, co-ed. Like, it was co-ed, rip your clothes off, and just... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so it was gender, you know, like, it was separated by gender. Gender segregated. Gender segregated. Fight the power. Yeah. Um, No, yeah, I I don't know. Like, if ever there were motivation to get to the gym, (laughs) right? Like... Oh, I've been to the gym in months, and I Even was though like, they're strangers? I feel not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not the worst one here. It's okay. <laughs> right, right. I, it totally depends on, like, the context. If you're, right. like, in the general population, you're not so bad. But um, I think that it has to be true that the, the people most eager to take their clothes off are probably, like, have the nicest bodies. You'd think that is not the case. Not the case at the fifteen dollars spa. <laughs> it is not. Uh, it's normally thirty. The group home is fifteen. Just yeah. FYI, it's not up anymore. So, sorry, all y'all. But um, folks, you've learned an important lesson. So, besides, you know, taking my clothes off for Valentine's Day, surprise, surprise. Um, I am also was writing uh, for my EP this week. Uh, I'm doing a photo shoot this next this coming weekend, which will be really fun. Need to shop for that. Um, I'm in an improv show. Uh, we're doing a, a sh- noise is off the play. We're doing like a an improv. Where? Uh, under the gun theater, I believe. Where's that? Don't quote me. I'm not sure. <laughs> my friend. Somewhere on the north side of Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. I will verify this. Let I'll, me I'll know. Let dates. me know, and maybe I'll go. Yeah. I promise. Or maybe you won't go. Maybe it'll be so good. I'm just. I don't know what I'm saying. Hmm. 
If I can't yeah. make make it, you can just live stream from your phone. That's right? amazing. You can just like point your phone at the stage. Yeah. And we'll we could FaceTime or something. That would that's that's a lot. I could still pay the fee, the entrance <laughs> fee though. I don't know. I wonder if someone has ever asked for that to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta believe that since theaters make money say? by putting asses in seats, right? You, that's not. I'd be okay with that. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. It's, it's actually kind of a clever marketing plan. Like, let's say you had a production, like uh, you were going to do a play or a musical performance, and you really, really thought the product was fantastic. Right. But you were having problems. You know, you're a small theater with a limited marketing budget. What if you went to huge YouTube people who are local? Like, let's say you found the five biggest podcasts, the five biggest YouTube channels, and went to them and said, look, we recorded our show, and we want, or we want you to come to the show and live stream for free. And then people... We should go off air. This is too good of an idea. This is great. I'm full of ideas. It has nothing to do with personal injury law. We'll, we'll talk about it later. I don't want to bore the people. No, that's... I'm always full of ideas. Like when I started my law firm, I, I had uh, I probably started my law firm a year or two before I was financially ready to, and so I spent a lot of time learning about shoestring marketing and what do you call it barter and yes. stuff like that mm-hmm. so we'll talk about that off air and if folks are interested in, t- in it you can email me and we'll talk about it on air but <laughs> the topic today is like how it's a it's a common question like how long does it take to settle a case and um like what goes into it and is it really necessary to have a lawyer to settle the case or should people just settle them on their own and Amelia, I understand you have a statistic that may oh. be germane to the current conversation. Yes, our um, our production team put together this wonderful fact sheet in front of me. At was it Ali, Oliver, or Olivia uh, who did the... It was... Uh, or Roger. You know... She, Karen? She's new. It's Genevieve. Genevieve. She's oh. really quiet. I'm she not sure she speaks English. She doesn't. No. Which is even more amazing that she pulled a statistic off the internet yeah. and didn't even read it. Yeah, Yet no, it's I know. relevant. It's also really weird because Genevieve's other name is Scott. But, you know. Well, that's one of the personalities. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what you got? Genevieve. So, <clears throat> based on a 1999 study by the Insurance Research Council, the average person receives a settlement three and a half times larger with legal assistance than without it. Wow. True. Yeah, so it is true, and That's so crazy. it. Did I ever tell you the story about the guy who hired me, and he was hesitant to hire a lawyer because oh. he didn't want to make a big deal? Yes, and, and then, then he, he called the insurance company. Right, and then he and fired like, me. Bulls, no. Right, he fired me, and then he he immediately hung up with me, called the insurance company, and they told him, um, "No, we're not <laughs> not just going to offer you money on your injury case. You right. have to like." get your medical records, organize the medical, you know, and they're sure. asking him for all these details. And so the, he calls us back in the next day and hires us. So um, everybody wants to know when they call about a new case, whatever kind of case it is, car crash, fall down, everybody, and it's a natural question. There's nothing wrong with wanting to know the answer. Right. But like so many of these things, the answer is it depends. Like how long does it take to settle my case? It depends. I won't settle the case for a lady in like, an hour. 
Like literally, what? she called me and said, I think, you know, our old lawyer doesn't want to handle the case anymore. I think our deadline is tomorrow to file a lawsuit. And she told me what was what. And I literally was able to get the adjuster on the phone. And I was able to get them an offer with one phone call, like, in an hour. But I have a brilliant idea for you. We need an app for you. Scott DeSalvo settle your, can settle your case in under an hour or less. And it can be like a delivery service. Yeah, except there's this, like, thing called legal ethics. <laughs> and I can't make promises <laughs> like that, right? And so because Sometimes. it only... Yeah, because it only took me, like, an hour to do it. I didn't take any fee at all. Like, wow. I just said, I'm happy to do it. The adjuster's going to awesome. send you a release. They sent me the release. Cool. I reviewed it. She signed it. They got the money. That's great. That's rare, right? Sure. So Best case scenario. Yeah, so there's a couple of things to remember. The first one is, um, and we've talked about this on other, on other podcasts, the value of a case depends on a couple of things. How much medical treatment? How big are the medical bills? Did you, did you lose time from work? If so, how much? Mm-hmm. And then what is your permanent outcome? In other words... What's your end goal? Well, no, no, not the end goal. It's like if you hurt your neck real bad for four months and then after those four months your neck is fine, the value of the case is way less than if you hurt your neck real bad for four months and then for the rest of your life you're walking around with like three out of ten pain in your neck and you don't do extracurricular activities. You go to work, you come home, you take pain meds and go to sleep if that becomes your life, right? So I, you know, somebody calls me up and says, hey, I hurt my neck. I went to Dr. A, B, and C. That's great. But I have an ethical duty, and I also owe it to the people I represent to, to like, put the case together in a way that fully compensates them for all of the injuries and all of the changes to their life. And there's literally no way for me to do that without doing a few things. One is getting payroll records from their employer if they lost time from work, Mm -hmm. getting medical bills and records from um, all of the doctors, figuring out who all the doctors are, um, summarizing the medical, really looking at it, and then talking to the client about what their outcome is and matching what their outcome is to what the medical is, right? So, if you know, I've had clients tell me, Ever since the car crash or ever since I fell down, my neck has never been the same. And then I'll say, uh, how bad is, you know, what's the pain like? And they're like, I have 10 out of 10 pain every day, and I can't even get out of bed, and it is miserable. And I'm, my life is ruined. I can't do anything. And then I ask them, well, when's the last time you have been to a doctor? Well, it's been a couple years. Um that doesn't help them. What, yeah, what kind of pain medicine are you taking for this 10 out of 10 pain? None. If a person has 10 out of 10 pain, that's literally like excruciating, like the worst pain. Like you should be in an ER. Right. You would, exactly. And they'd be giving you morphine or, (laughs) right? So proportionality, (laughs) proportionality, like sometimes people think that that's what I want to want them to say, Right. But, right. the, but the truth is, I just want people to tell the truth, and we'll build the case around the truth. Right. Because to me, the strongest case is about the truth. So I guess my point is, the big thing in settling a case is, I'm never going to settle a case 
until I know what the injuries really are and what the effects on my client's life are. And clients shouldn't want me to settle a case before that because they deserve full value for their injury, right? And so the other thing I wanted to talk about is there's pre-suit settlement before we file a lawsuit. I remember this. And then, and then you're, they're settling cases after filing a lawsuit. So in my practice, I always try and settle cases before we file a lawsuit. That's like the best case scenario, right? Yeah. Because it, that and, and everyone time and money. Exactly. And, and if we settle a case pre-suit, all I got to do is get the case organized, send the insurance company a detailed demand. And when I say detailed, I mean it's really detailed. We provide the insurance company with all the medical, all of the bills, a complete breakdown of exactly what we are and are not claiming. And when you send an insurance company a demand like that, they know that they're dealing with somebody who's organized. And if they decide to litigate the case, we're going to be a good opponent, a worthy opponent against them. Remind me what the word litigate means. Uh, You file a lawsuit and you're in court. When your case is in court, you're litigating a case, right? So um, end of the day, we still have to get and, and organize all of the medical and all of the other information we need to give the insurance company a good demand. So um, it just it really depends on how responsive the doctor's are, offices are to providing us everything we need. And that can sometimes be a major hassle. Well, when right? you said that, I immediately thought, wow, that's a lot of, a lot of uh, doctor jargon to work through. I'm sure you have to, on your side, figure out all the right verbiage to create your case, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... It, that you, sounds you, overwhelming. Yeah, you wouldn't believe how much time we spend. We actually do a detailed medical summary in every case before we even think about filing a lawsuit. Be- so Before you were an injury lawyer, uh, or now that you're an injury lawyer, for, you have, you've been you've been working uh, in injury law for so long, do you feel like you ha- you know way more about uh, people's, like, medical conditions? Like, y- y- you have this, like, gained understanding from, like, a medical perspective? Yeah, I mean, you have to, right? So uh, any doctor listening to this would laugh at what I'm about to assert. But, um, and it's probably true, right? And I don't hold myself out as having any special medical training because I really don't. I mean, I've taken some continuing legal education about anatomy for attorneys, and I've bought books and courses and stuff like that on it. And then when you, tr- you know, when you, when you see people um, with some of the similar injuries, you definitely learn about the anatomy and injury mechanism to the shoulder and sure. the back and the right. low back and the neck and hands and feet. Like you, a, a good lawyer actually has to educate himself or herself on the anatomy and on the mechanism of injury. And you, you got to learn about like what is appropriate treatment and what is not. So right. the, the short answer to how long does it take to settle a case is it depends. Now there are a couple of guidelines, right? One uh, or, or not guidelines, but like, there are a couple of things that uh, determine how long it's going to take, right? So one is, do you have a really straightforward case? If you have a very straightforward case, it is way easier for me to get the medical on it, summarize it, and get a demand out to the insurance company. Now, obviously, if the insurance company will not offer a penny 
then we cannot settle the case. And that's not my fault, right? I try very hard to settle my my clients' cases because it's better for them and it's better for me and it's better for everybody. Sure. Because this way the client doesn't have to come to court. They don't have to give a deposition. They don't have to answer questions and be yeah. put under the microscope. And, and they get their money faster, right? It's not like the movies. It's, it's not as... Uh, romantic as they may no, be, I'm sure. <laughs> no, Roman- there is no romance going on in my office as far as I know, believe me. The but, idea, the romantic idea, like, oh, we're going to So, so Yeah, so simple cases with straightforward injuries that are easy to summarize and figure out, that helps us get a demand out the door faster. Another thing is I've, I've had some clients who have a relatively straightforward injury but they jump from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor. Which doesn't look good. Well, it doesn't look good. And the other thing, what ends up happening is I end up having to order. Um, I'm working on a case right now where I'm working with the staff to get a summary done. And the lady has four sets of treaters. So oh. she she gets hit by, um, she's a pedestrian and gets hit by a car. Okay. And luckily her, her injuries are not, you know, that severe. But she goes to her family doctor, gets some therapy. The therapist discharges her. She goes on her own and finds a different doctor in her neighborhood to examine her. That doctor examines her, sends her for another round of therapy, examines her after that six-week round of therapy is over, and then gives her more therapy. Then they tell her, well... You, we know you're in pain, but there's no surgery that can fix you, and you're still in pain. Um, we can give you pain medicine, or maybe we can refer you to a pain specialist. Right. And she's like, no, I want somebody to fix me. So then she goes to another doctor. So the pain specialist. And No. No? No, really? because she doesn't want to go to a pain specialist who's just going to prescribe her medicine. Oh, okay. She wants somebody to fix her body. Got it. But some injuries you can't just fix. Right. You're, yeah. you're stuck with like them. Like a broken toe. Stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes when people get a neck injury or a back injury like whiplash, it can stretch the ligaments in the neck, and then your neck is just sort of messed up, right? Oh. They can take you from 5 out of 10 pain down to 3 or 2 and right. 0 on a good day. But if, you're not, if it's not bad enough for them to operate on, right. all they can really do is give you therapy to improve it, and then give you pain medicine after yeah. that. And she just didn't want to accept it. So sure. this lady ended up going to four or five different oh discrete sets of, of medical providers. And and so we now have a, a list of medical <laughs> providers that's like 20 doctors long. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so we have to order medical and bills and then review all of those to make sure that the, the bills – the dates of service on the bills match up with the dates of service in the medical records. And in this p- part of that process, uh, do you look at the doctor and look at their credentials and, and research if like they're um, like what other people say about them and if they check out? Yeah. I mean, by the time, by the time my clients are, but by, by the time we're, we already have somebody as a client and we're ordering the medical records we have no say in who they treat with, right? And well, so sure. the doctor could be like the best doctor in the world or he could be the worst doctor in the world. And the treatment is the treatment, right? right. And so whether and so legally, whether the doctor has the worst reputation in the world um, and is a crappy doctor or not, that doctor has a legal right to collect his bill from my client. 
Okay. And so, so you couldn't make a case against that. Like this doctor is terrible. He was just trying to, like he he just went off everyone else's. Um, what she heard before and say, yeah, you need more therapy. Yeah, exactly. Whether I agree with a doctor's treatment, if the client is happy with the medical care and the medical care relieved their pain and moved them along the road, at the end of the day, like it's like going to get a haircut. You know, right, if you I can't go undo that. <laughs> if I go to a new barber and the barber doesn't give me quite as good a haircut as the guy I used to go to, it's not really that barber's fault. He's I'm paying him to cut my hair. Sure. He's using all the skill he has to do as good a job he has. Right. And I'm not interested in being a Monday morning quarterback. So <laughs> I, I guess the, the, the summary, to, <laughs> to sum it up, it's actually a very complex question. How long does it take to settle a case? But remember, like, I know my clients don't get money till the case settles. And, yes. and my office doesn't get paid. Like, we only get paid if when we win. win a case, yeah. right? So I have a vested interest to move the cases along and settle them as fast as possible. Right. And the flip side of that is, on the, the other side of that coin is I have an ethical duty to do my job the right way. Right. And, and not, just, not just because of legal ethics, but because I care about my clients and their outcome. Right. right? I don't want them to take a quick, crummy settlement if we don't know what the medical is and what their ultimate outcome is. Right. If their case is worth more money, they deserve every penny. Absolutely. So that's, that's the dynamic that we balance here. We, we move the cases along as fast as possible because we know the clients don't want to wait if they don't have to wait. Yeah. But the flip side is we have to make sure that we do it. And the information insurance companies want is extremely detailed. So this is, it's never going to be a quick, fi quick fix. Sometimes, I mean, it, sometimes is, it is, Sometimes it is, like that woman with the hour settlement. But if you're going to do this, it's you're in it for the long haul. But Yeah, sure usually, right? So, so for I'll give you a for example. We had one lady who came to us. She had a lawyer. She was mad at her lawyer because he would never call her back. And he was telling her that, oh, I already made a demand to the insurance company and we're going to settle any day. And then he wouldn't talk to her for a month or two. Oh. And so this went on for like six months or something. Oh. And, um, you know, when I when somebody calls me like that, I say, look, work it out with your lawyer. I'm not interested in right. stealing clients from other no. lawyers. But if it's a consistent thing, sometimes I'll call their lawyer and say, look, your client's unhappy. Please talk to them and, and work it out. But this lady fired her lawyer. And so she wanted to hire me. And so I sat down with her. We quickly figured out what the case was. Right. It was very straightforward. There were like three or four medical providers. We ordered everything. We had our whole case settled in three months. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. The, on, on the smaller cases, a lot of it also has to do with how, how much accurate information can the client give me and how much do I have to find from other sources, right? Right. If I have to contact a state agency to find out who was driving the other car, that's going to take It's going to slow things down, right? Sure. I just signed one up like that where the guy doesn't know the name of the guy who hit him, what? doesn't know what kind of car it was, doesn't have the license plate number, doesn't have the police report number. I feel like with today's technology, there's like no excuse. And I mean, I say that I don't I don't know the whole situation. I only know part of the story, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's so easy just to be like, snap with your phone. Oh, agreed. And that's great advice. Like with a phone... 
yeah. you can take a picture of somebody's driver's license. Right. You can That's take a take a picture of their insurance information, take yeah. a picture of their car and their license plate. Right. And then if you don't need it, you delete it. Right. If you need it, then you use it. Better right? safe than sorry. Yeah, but the uh, the flip side of that, of course, is that somebody gets into a crash they weren't expecting. Their adrenaline's running. They're not right. thinking that clearly. You, right. You got to put the human back into it. Like, yeah. Okay. Are I, you actually going to be like, oh, time to grab my phone and take a picture? I, yeah, I'm a weird combination of demanding and softy, right? <laughs> so I, I tend to – I've learned the lesson somewhat of being able to put myself in somebody else's shoes. So I, I don't judge, right? Of course. But I, I like to um, – I like people to understand that the more they help me, the faster we can resolve their case, right? So at the end of the day, if you want to s- – how – to answer the question, how long does it take to settle? It's it's, you know, it's it's different for every case. But right. the best thing that like I, the listener, can do is have all of my ducks in a row when I come to you with my problem because right. that'll make everything easier. So right. don't go to twenty doctors. <laughs> <laughs> no, for for sure, yeah, for sure that's true. And I would just say the one caveat to that is don't you know you don't have to like have every shred of information. Sure. When you come in, but he if you have the a basics, red shirt with overalls. Yes, he was a cancer. He like <laughs> he, he likes Chinese food. He, no, we don't need that much detail. The but left, <laughs> he had a tattoo on his left wrist. Anyway, well, that's it, folks. Like we should probably wrap it up because we've gone on a little bit longer than the average yeah. podcast I like to do. But thanks for listening, uh, Amelia. You've got your thing going on. Yes, I will give you the dates. Yeah, I when know you it's get the be dates, in a couple months. Yeah, I'll be I'll be talking about it and. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then, folks, if you want to check uh, the show out, we'd we'd all appreciate it. So, yeah, thanks absolutely. for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening. I truly hope that the information in the podcast helps you, no matter the situation you find yourself in. But you might need more answers or some more direct help. So there are three ways for you easily to find out more and to get help. If you call my toll-free 24-hour helpline, 888-HURT-318, you'll have a couple of options. 888-HURT-318 is my toll-free 24-hour telephone line. You can call that number and speak with my team night or day. First, you can call 888-HURT-318, and you can speak to me for a free consultation about your case or situation. That's always free and no obligation. Second, you can tell the operator that you'd like a free copy of my injury DVD and book. I created the DVD and book, and I give it away for free to injured people who need answers but who might not be ready to talk to a lawyer yet. Same deal, 100% free, 100% no obligation. Third and finally, you can check out my YouTube channel for informative videos about the injury case and claims process, or check out my other podcasts for more information and interesting interviews with people who know different things about various aspects of the law. I've put all of this together to help you and to answer your questions. Now, you can also help me, and I hope that you will. If you enjoyed the podcast and if it helped you at all, please subscribe. And if you can, take a minute and please post a positive review of the show. If you're listening to the podcast on YouTube, like the video and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you know anyone who might enjoy the podcast, please spread the word and share it on Facebook. It's my mission to spread good information to as many people as possible. And your liking and reviewing and subscribing to the podcast helps me get the word out. Thanks again. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. It doesn't substitute for consulting with a lawyer. If you have a case, speak with a lawyer right away.